Welcome to the Empowered Parenting for Emotional Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Day, a mom who believes in the power of education to bring hope and light to our families' lives. Through interviews with mental health experts and advocates, we will learn how to best support emotional resilience in our children, tweens, and teens. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I have Jennifer Meyer here with us today, and she is a therapist in Fort Collins, Colorado. Welcome, Jen. Thank you for having me. So we are going to talk about bullying today. And you work with a lot of uh, adolescents, I believe, that are bullied. Is that right? I do work with adolescents that have been bullied, and I've also presented to uh, over at CSU during non-COVID times in the summers, they do a program for middle school aged girls uh, and they include bullying, anti-bullying program in that. And I've presented to them for a few years. So I enjoy it. Very neat. So you know a lot about bullying then because you've yes. worked with people and you've presented this topic. So, yes. okay. So um, how many kids are bullied out there? Um, what's the percentage? So it's right around 20%. So one in five children report having been bullied. That's a pretty recent statistic as of 2019. Okay. And uh, so what are the forms of bullying that kids are seeing right now? Like, you know, I know there's a lot of online things that go on now, but um, you know, how do kids get bullied? Right. So there's physical bullying, which is what we would think of in terms of kicking, pushing, shoving, uh, even spitting on people pulling hair, things like that. There's cyberbullying, which is uh, becoming more and more prevalent, unfortunately, which includes everything from uh, making someone the subject of false online rumors, false accusations, impersonation, inappropriate pictures. Uh, there's also verbal bullying, which is name calling, teasing, intimidation, making homophobic, racist remarks, uh, remarks about somebody's weight or body shape, things like that. So the, um, the one that uh, I didn't understand was impersonation. So what does that mean when you, are you pretending to be someone and you say things they mm -hmm. wouldn't say and you try to shame yes. them? Is that what yep. that means? Yes. Okay. And so it would be something like creating a, a fake profile under someone's name that you want to get back at. A lot of times I see it with girls uh, trying to make them out to be, slutty or sleazy and and trying to get you know sometimes posting pictures that don't belong to them or somehow getting access to a photo and then spreading it everywhere and acting as if you're that person okay so um a lot of uh i've seen shaming with uh kids photos so what happens with that kind of thing like what is the scenario usually that's going on there does someone share personally and they think it's between mm -hmm. the two of them and then yes the person turns around and then just shares it with the world? That what yes. Happens? So here's an example. So let's say that a girl is in a relationship with a boy and she sends him a, a picture of, you know, some sort of private picture of her mm -hmm. body. Let's say that they break up and this guy shares that picture with the whole school. I've seen things like that. I've seen you name it. I've seen people share pictures that don't have a face and saying that it's another person. Mm -hmm. So then it might not be that person, but they're just mm -hmm. trying to humiliate them. Right. And shame right. them. Yes. Ugh. 
So what happens then with someone who is bullying, bullied emotionally? Like what kind of damage can happen to a person, you know? Right. So if someone is being bullied, a lot of times I would see increased fear, not wanting to go to school becomes usually, you know, an issue, of course, because school or the school bus or walking to school, whatever that is, wherever the bullying is occurring, we want to avoid that because it's causing a lot of fear and upset. And so avoidance of those things, shutting down, withdrawing, sometimes not talking about it. So they kind of do you think that's more common is the withdrawal kind of behavior? Is that what you see more than anything, you know, that people are just going to mm-hmm. shut down and stay to themselves. Yes. So is I it, sh- it's shaming, right? Wouldn't you say the whole thing is about shame, shaming people, bullying? Mm-hmm. It's a big, it's a big part of it. It's a big part of it. So I see the withdrawal quite a bit. A lot of times it's, uh, it changes the way the victim of bullying sees themselves so a lot of times bullying is about a perceived a, a difference or there's a power imbalance between the the person that's bullying and the person that is being bullied. And so shame, uh, withdrawal from school, grades going down, depression, anxiety, you know, all kinds of things like that. Occasionally it can lead to physical illness uh, and a very small percentage of bullied children can then go on. And, you know, it's like after it has happened so many times, sometimes they want to get revenge on the people that have been bullying them, which it's a very small percentage of it, but sometimes that leads to things as awful as a school shooting. So it's just making sure that we take good care of, you know, our children and making sure things get reported and schools are doing a a much better job these days of uh, teaching kids about it. Anti-bullying programs are um, shown, the anti-bullying, like the prevention programs are shown to bring bullying down by 25%. So they're actually working and also targeting that in our homes and just making sure that we're teaching uh, empathy and that people are different and it's okay. So what are you teaching when you go out and present? What is the gist of your program? Are you educating kids on what it is or how not to be an Mm -hmm. abuser or a bullier, I would say, because I Mm -hmm. think bullying is a form of abuse. But um, would you say that bullying is a form of abuse, first of all? Mm -hmm. It is. So it's someone trying to be in power over another person. Yes. So in that way, it is abusive. Okay, so what uh, are you trying to teach them the signs of it? Are you trying them to teach them how to stand up to it, report mm-hmm. it? Like, what are you sh- sharing with them when you go to the schools? Mm-hmm. So I teach about what bullying is, which is bullying is unwanted aggressive behavior among school-aged children that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. Uh, and it's a behavior that's repeated over time or has the potential to be repeated over time. So I talk about what it is, what mm-hmm. the types are. And since the, the presentations that I've given have been to middle school girls, I talk a lot about what that looks like between girls, according to the statistics, which is a lot more social, emotional, and cyberbullying. So how to recognize it, what to do if you have been bullied, have been bullied or if you're a bystander, what to do to help a friend or help somebody else that, you're see, that you see that is being bullied. So bystanders actually have a lot of power to be able to help. So what do you tell the bystanders to do? Report it? Mm -hmm. 
So, so to tell a teacher or if they feel safe, you know, it kind of depends on the type of bullying. Uh, sometimes you can, sometimes people can say something to the bully that's not always appropriate or safe. Um, but it's a lot of times children or, you know, adolescents that do have a friend with them are less likely to be targeted by a bully. And so it's recognizing just try to stay with somebody through the day on the bus if possible because uh, they tend people tend to be bullied when they're alone so sad <clears throat> the um you know kids i mean if someone's like severely bullied it can affect their life to the point of depression which to me depression is the main precursor just being suicidal mm -hmm. so it's like one of the main causes obviously of being suicidal so i feel like bullying can cause suicidal behavior too right it can lead to that yes yeah so one of the podcast guests that i'm having um is uh an ex-cop from florida and he knew of these uh, gals who were these young women who had been um bullied with photos and they both committed suicide both of them mm -hmm. it's very sad so mm -hmm. i do think there can be times where it becomes so devastating for the victim that they yes. become severely depressed mm -hmm. and as a result of that it can be that they become even suicidal or yes. take their life which is tragic yes so very tragic it's horrible so um you do work with uh people who are bullied mm -hmm. do you think that long-term extreme bullying can create mental illness over time Absolutely. So what do you see for mental illness that arises as a result? What are you seeing? Mm, so depression and anxiety are probably the, you know, the top things that I do see in my practice. And as you just said, depression can lead to, to suicide attempts. It can lead to suicidality, uh, suicidal ideation. It's just we need to make sure to give lots of support in understanding and make sure you know, that in schools and as parents that we're making sure that this gets reported and that schools are following up on it. So one of the things that I teach kids is to report it and tell a safe adult. And if nothing's being done, tell another adult, tell another adult, keep talking until something gets done. So what can you do? I mean, how, you know, there's parents out there that have kids that bully, right? So what would you tell a parent mm -hmm. to I mean, how do we prevent our kids from be, becoming bullies, you know, to begin yeah. with? A lot of trying to prevent our kids from bullying is teaching empathy, which is trying to put ourselves in other people's shoes, especially people who are different from us. That's a big thing when it comes to bullying is this perceived power imbalance or this notion that other people are weak and that we're going to pick on them and it makes us feel better. So un unfortunately, in, in homes where kids are not getting enough attention or they're seeing that, let's say mom or dad is a bully um, toward other people, then they learn that behavior. So a lot of it is just modeling empathic, be empathic behavior, mm -hmm. you know, and, and holding them to consequences when they show that they're bullying someone else or bullying a sibling. Right. Don't let them get away with it because mm -hmm. it can be so damaging. It's crazy. Right. And making sure 
that we talk to them about that. And sometimes, you know, we have mean moments, we call them, everybody does, and our kids are going to have those too. And that's not necessarily bullying. It's more, we need to learn from this before this becomes a pattern of aggressive behavior that we would call bullying. So nipping it in the bud, teaching. So lashing out is in itself is not bullying unless it's a pattern of over time right. where you do right. that over and over to someone or other people. Right. Okay. Because it is like, we've talked about this, but it's normal to be frustrated and maybe lash out mm-hmm. in anger, but it's not normal to do it over and over. And right. with the intent sometimes of literally mm-hmm. harming them, yes. that's what they really want to do is hurt them emotionally, right. especially. Um, so hold on one second. I was just thinking about you had talked okay so you had talked about how you know maybe a lack of empathy might be a reason that kids are bullying so if we teach them to be empathetic then that that curtails that behavior is there another root cause that a bully inside themselves might have issues and that's why they're bullying like what are some of the reasons that kids do bully other kids mm-hmm A lot of times not getting enough attention at home, or it could be that there's some sort of violence going on at home. And so these children have learned that uh, picking on other people is the way that we deal with inner conflict or frustration. We, We take this out on other people. So they've sometimes learned that. Sometimes they're not getting enough attention. Like I said, it could be any number of things that are happening. So do you think it could be also a need for having power because mm-hmm. maybe they have no power at home because that maybe they're yes. being abused or something. And Absolutely. so they're in this powerless situation. So they want to take power over someone else maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. So could that be another reason? Yes. And, and sometimes I, unfortunately I see, you know, kids get into a bullying situation where it makes them cool with their friends because mm-hmm. they're being, you know, dominant over other people. And so they try to show off. Right. And it gets applauded by that group. And right. It's just like a toxic kind of encouragement of behavior. Yes. yes. So um, pick your friends wisely too, right? Mm-hmm. The mean, if they're, if you have mean friends, stay away, right? Because yes. I mean, kindness is kind of over, underrated, not mm-hmm. overrated, underrated. I agree. You know, I just think if we taught kids to be kind, just if we just did that, mm-hmm. that would solve so many problems. Yes, I agree with you. And I think teaching empathy, starting when our children are very, very young and helping them understand what does that feel like to be on the other end of that behavior? What if, what if someone else did this to you, what you just did? What would that feel like? And teaching them to feel for other people. Right. And I agree. It's not really an applauded characteristic these days. We have a more competitive society in a lot of ways, but teaching empathy and understanding and also being able to tolerate differences that people are different and that there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually something to be applauded. We can learn from people that are different. Right. Celebrate it and embrace it and learn from other Mm -hmm. people's differences instead of being like, oh, you know, you're not like me you know or Mm -hmm. you don't fit into this group because you dress different or right you know that kind of thing um it's really surprising where um bullying comes from sometimes i was a teacher 
for 12 years and I had a little group of girls that were, you know, straight A girls and all this, you know, you wouldn't think that they would be, you know, bullies. And on the playground, it became apparent in some of my parent conferences that there were a lot of miserable kids. Like they didn't want to go to recess anymore. Mm -hmm. And what was happening was this band of girls was getting together and this is only fifth grade. I mean, I'm talking 11 and 12, you know, or uh, it, it was just, they're so young to be doing this and they were ridiculing people for their shoes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, it's just, it seems so trivial, but it's so harmful and so hurtful mm-hmm. to the yes. child who's being ridiculed because they're being ostracized. Right. You know, so <clears throat> I pulled these girls aside and they were mortified because these mm-hmm. weren't kids that got in trouble. You know, they were right. you know, pleasers and this and that, but their behavior collectively became bullying mm-hmm. and um it was very sad to see and but they were you know it was a wake-up call for them for their own behavior mm-hmm. it's like wait you're actually this is actually called bullying what you're right. doing and they were right. like oh like i'm not a bully yeah you are you are yeah. a bully you are actually bullying pers- people by mm-hmm. you know ridiculing what they're wearing things like that it's just very mean very mm-hmm. sad to see right. it you know so they were just and all it was was a simple firm but gentle calling out of it and they were just like whoa okay thank you you know like we mm-hmm. we won't do this again and it, it curtailed the behavior and it was just a, a teacher's intervention See, yeah that's, that's what i feel is missing is online right there's nobody mm-hmm. there's no adults there like saying mm-hmm. oh you know what johnny you shouldn't talk like that um even you see it with adult conversations when people start arguing about something people start you know calling people names or jabbing at them or personally attacking them instead of like discussing the differences of opinion anymore. It becomes Mm -hmm. personal. And so with children, there's no adults online saying, Hey kids, you know, Hey Susie, Hey Johnny, like, Oh, let's keep it nice. You know, let's be friendly. Let's be kind. It just goes unchecked. Right. So I think that the online world has created this culture of, rampant bullying because there's nobody out there looking at it so these kids are just doing it and you know i think that when you're sitting there typing on your computer all day or on your phone and that's the kind of kind of attitude that you're like putting forth you know you get in Mm -hmm. these little arguments or whatever they are start picking on people you know i think that's what encourages it in real life too, you know, because mm-hmm. there it's being allowed because no one even really knows it's happening online. Correct. And I think it's, it's easier to type something online because there's not quite that accountability mm-hmm. as opposed to saying something to someone in person. Um, but that's all of this is why it's so important to be open and non-judgmental so that when our children are experiencing this, they can come and tell us whether it's something that's been directed at them or one of their friends. And that's often how we find out is, you know, one of our kids will come home and say, you know, my friend was targeted by this and somebody told her that she should kill herself. And so Ugh. then it's a, it, which, which I hear all too Ugh. frequently and it's just disgusting and upsetting and oh my gosh, make sure that these children are getting the support they need and getting, making sure that those, you know, the kids doing this are being held accountable and learning from this. There's so, it, different. It's harder to track down that, you know, just think about it how devastating that is when someone tells you like 
you're so unworthy. You should co- mm-hmm. kill yourself. I mean, that is so devastating, yes. you know, and that breaks my heart because kids are already depressed, you know, and some of them are already suicidal. So mm-hmm. if they hear that word or that little thing, like somebody said, you know, you're worthless, you should go kill yourself. That could be the tipping point. It could, you know, it it's could. just sad. I mean, it really, it, you know, and it's unfathomable that people say that to each other, mm-hmm. you know, it is. It like, is. what are you thinking when you say that? I, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like, do you really want them to, to do that? Well, like, how would you feel if they did, you know? Right. So I think that a part of it is the kids don't realize that actions and words mm-hmm. have consequences sometimes. And what yes. you say actually can affect someone to the point of being yes. devastating. And if they really realize that, I think maybe they would think twice. Mm-hmm. Right. So hopefully part of it is the education of that, you know? Right. Oh, it's, it's just sad. I don't know. The kindness thing to me. <laughs> so missing, you know, it's like, let's be kind. Okay. So how do you work with kids that have been bullied to, you know, help them reclaim kind of their power over the bully? So I work with them to, number one, find out more about the situation, make sure that it gets reported at school so that it can be dealt with. A lot of this is just helping them understand why kids bully. And so kind of like with child abuse, it's not about, it's not necessarily that there's even something wrong with you as a child. It's what's going on with this kid that wants to bully you? What Mm -hmm. is it? What's happening? And maybe there's something happening with this, this kid that's bullying, that's causing this behavior, making this kid need to feel like he or she wants, needs more power. And so part of it is understanding it. Part of it is some behavioral practical suggestions like, trying to make sure that you're not alone, trying to avoid, you know, certain places where kids are bullied, trying to figure out how you can tackle those places. So if kids are bullied in the hallway, it's finding a different route. It's, you know, going with a friend, making sure that you're talking to parents and that you're getting the support you need basically all around you, Mm -hmm. uh, letting teachers know school counselors, really just creating a wraparound approach to make sure that this gets uh, dealt with on the, you know, from the adult level and also just working with self-esteem and resilience. And so you're kind of almost like you're buffering against it. So you're kind of Mm -hmm. shoring up, you know, having literally people around you. That's even like Mm -hmm. a physical, like, you know, bumper against, you know, them approaching you, but also showing yourself emotionally. Um, Does anybody ever come to you for help with being a bully? Does anybody ever, you know, or is it mostly people that have been hurt by a bully? Like who? Hmm. It's, it doesn't seem like the bullies are the the ones that seek the help unless they have other issues or Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. So in my experience, I tend to work with people that are more the victims of bullying or abuse or, or other things like that, just because they, it affects them differently. And mm-hmm. I think just in my practice, I tend to work more with victims of abuse. And so I tend to draw more of that into my practice. Um, when it does come to the kids that are bullying, I think some of them do seek help after something has happened that has created a consequence or some sort of you know, sort of a fall, so to speak, right, right. that that makes them aware that something needs to be changed. 
Right. So maybe they've had a revelation that their actions are actually hurting people and maybe mm-hmm. they've had a attack of conscience or they just mm-hmm. want to change because it just doesn't feel good to be mm-hmm. that person, right? Right. We all know what feels better deep down. It's just a matter of right. listening to our intuition and, you know, knowing how to address, you know, our, be- our own behavior accordingly. Right. Tough, tough step. So, okay. So do you have a message to parents or a message of hope for the bullied children mm-hmm. or uh, if, if a uh, mm-hmm. parent's child is being bullied, like, you know, do you, is there something you'd like to say for just a final piece of advice? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. So I think ultimately when it comes to parents, what I would really strongly encourage is Number one, just make sure that you've created a safe environment at home where there's support, where you're all open uh, in terms of talking and listening. And there's a there's a regular check-in time about what's going on, what's going well at school, what's not going well. We talk about things, uh, discuss conflict, always come back to what happened with conflict and follow through on it, repair the conflict. That's That's an important part. Uh, as I said earlier, teaching and modeling empathy, particularly toward others who are different mm-hmm. and understanding uh, people that are different. That's really important. Healthy consequences. If your child has, has bullied another one, follow through nipping that in the bud, uh, explaining why it's not okay and explaining what that does to the other child or children that are being bullied. Explain what that, what the consequences Uh, And then just also teaching our children how to manage really difficult feelings and how to deal with adversity uh, so that we create emotionally uh, resilient kids. Yeah, very important. Not protecting them from difficulties, but helping them learn how to deal with it. Right. I think that's really the biggest thing you can do just generally to create emotional wellness in your child is uh, the resilience part because Mm -hmm. you can't always protect them from anything ever happening Mm -hmm. but you can teach them how to react more resiliently with more resiliency i guess um so when you talk about differences what are who are the people that people are bullying is it lgbtq is it Mm -hmm. racial is Mm -hmm. it disabilities like what yes who's being bullied So all of the above, um, there's, yes, definitely. So based on race, based on LGBTQ, uh, sometimes it's a gender thing. It's uh, sometimes it's a religion thing. Uh, You know, sometimes, yes, like you said, disabilities, there are all different types of things like that that make kids different, so to speak, that creates a a target, which is so unfortunate, which is so unfortunate. Sometimes it's a popularity thing in terms of we're going to group together and use the popularity as the, as the power, as the power differential can be all different types of things, size, different things like that. What was the last thing? Size. Let's say that this kid is much bigger. Oh, size. Yeah. Size. Yeah. So just physically looking different, like having some, Mm -hmm thing you know that's different or oh it's something that can be picked on and be ridiculed basically right so if you're not fitting if you're not fitting in the mold of being normal quote-unquote right uh, what they deem to be like acceptable then they bully you for that 
um, reason. Right. So I really, I really work with uh, adolescents to be, um, basically, if you're accepted and popular, it's, it, it's not good to be like everybody else. It's, you're, we're all unique and complex, and it's good to be yourself. And even though you don't feel that right now and experience that right now, eventually you'll get to a point where that's a, that's a good thing. Right. We like I, people that are fully themselves. Right. Because I think the fear is not fitting in when you're that yes. age. It's so important to be like, Ooh, you know, yes. like that you fit in, you know? So mm-hmm. if people were more open and accepting then more, you know, mm-hmm. then everybody could fit in, you know, because it's like, yes. it's okay. You can just be who you are and it's fine. So very neat. All right. Well, thank you so much for all your work with these kids and mm-hmm. you know trying to help educate people and thank you for taking the time to help educate us and uh, it's definitely eye-opening and it is something that does need to be addressed still mm-hmm. I it's sad that it even still happens it's been going mm-hmm. on forever you know mm-hmm. and unfortunately I think it's a human nature thing so I think mm-hmm. we need to kind of counteract it yes but thanks so thank- much for having me on thank you I appreciate your time Remember, parents, we can empower ourselves through education. I believe that knowledge brings power, hope, and light. Let's do all we can to ensure that our children lead the happy, healthy lives that they deserve. This is my mission, and this is my heart. See you next time. Find out more at HopefulDawn.com.